Uh, but what did you score it? Uh, I'm sitting on 8.5. <sighs> big, big outriders. I think I might change the 8.5 <laughs> on the out- <laughs> Come on. <laughs> oh, no, but- We're going to be making this joke for years to come. Fuck's sake. Welcome to the Well Played DLC Podcast, Australia's juiciest gaming podcast. I am Zach Jackson, joined by a five-pack that didn't <laughs> come out as good as I thought it would. Uh, joined by Adam Ryan. Hello, I'm here. I meant to say six-pack at the start, and yeah, then I realised I'd already I, said my name. And I got what you were after. Uh, and joined that is Nathan Hennessy. There, I'm here. Hello. Jordan Garcia is also here. Good to be a part of the five pack. Love the five pack, baby. Let's just and leave the outtakes in. Mark uh, Mark Isaacson from WA is here. Am I in the middle of the five pack or on the outside? You're on the west side of the five well, pack. When Good you, when you think about it, all right. So because Zach wasn't here last year, last hang on, week, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. All right, go on, go on, go on. And leave the best till last. Rounding out the six pack is <laughs> James Wood. Sorry, uh, dude. What's up? <laughs> what a fucking car crash of an intro. Oh my god. I so, like that Mark randomly got his home state for no fucking reason. <laughs> Everyone's got to know Look, that Mark's just behind. Everyone knows I'm two hours behind. Like, yeah, so we actually, we rec- and everyone's in the future. Yeah. That's how it works. This is actually already recorded. He's just responding to it two hours later. <laughs> fuck, yeah. I missed my cue. Wait, what was that? Oh, fuck, let me rewind. Yeah, yeah. Um, in joke. That's got to be up there with probably one of the best ones too, the best fucking <laughs> For sure. I like how you saved the six-pack for James. Uh, I, the episode okay, where I, think... I reckon out of all of us, he would have probably the tightest rig. Yeah, like, sure. He's, uh, he looks like a man that treats himself well. Yeah. I like how he just has a gentle nod to acknowledge that. Somber you too. were talking about me? Okay, oh, I, I kind of zoned back in. Uh, yeah, mate. <laughs> uh, no, James no. James is tight rig and he just nods somberly. Yes, yeah, like, mm, mm-hmm, uh-huh, mm-hmm. yeah. Yes, mm. Damn right. How are we all? Top notch. So good. Oh, okay, great great now after that intro. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're ready to go now. Full of vim and vigor after oh, that. Full sorry, I uh, couldn't make it last week. I was too busy whining and dining. Um... Someone's got to uh, do it, mate. That's it, mate. Uh, you know, when you're in the uh, the big office, in the corner office, overlooking the city, someone's got to eat the steaks and drink the drink the wine. Uh, it's well-played royalty talking. <laughs> Actually, it's just luck that only me and you, Nathan, are in, in Melbourne. So Shit, yeah. Yeah. Where was my invite? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. One and done, mate, baby. <laughs> Next time, next time. Uh, but yeah, no, good to good to be back. I did hear a part of uh, last week's show. Heard uh, Nathan call me out on the stacked August uh, there, and I just my heart sunk. And I shed one little tear and I moved on. But no, it was good app, good app. Uh, you did well, Mister Ryan. Thanks, mate. Much appreciated. I had big shoes to fill. <laughs> Clearly, segue, man. From the intro. Okay, she's speaking of it. What sh- what size shoes do you reckon I take? 
Take or where? It depend- yeah, it depends where. About a, about <laughs> I reckon you can fit seven, a few more. Seven, seven and a half. <laughs> That's actually too big. Uh, no, sevens, sevens are... That can't be right. <laughs> depend- well, mate, I've got tiny feet. And you know what they're about with tiny feet. That, that is tiny. F- and you know what? I'm not even going to chastise <laughs> you for it because I reckon you have a great time buying shoes because no I one fucking else fucking it, buys mate. size. Are you seven. kidding? I can't find my size. Kidding? Mate. Emphasis That's on what he's saying. I should have been become a fucking cobbler and make like made my own <laughs> shoes. They're so hard to get. Like the perfect shoe is probably like a six and a half. That's probably the perfect size. Sevens can work depending on the on the on the type of shoe. How how tall are you that you're only getting a six and a half? Five foot one. You just, you just wait till you you'll right, cool. be like, where's the rest of you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I want to know when your birthday is, man. I'm going to send you like some novelty big kids shoes. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I can find. Yeah, something real cool. Mate, they don't have, uh, five foot six, by the way, Mark, if you're wondering. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. He's just, he's just checking your proportions. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway. Keeping a mental note of that for later, just in case it comes up. Look, I'm easy to pick up, so let's just put this Right, anyway. Um, Solid start. Let's talk about games, shall we? And what we've been playing. Uh, unless anyone's got any other little personal stories or they want to share their foot size. And Yeah, no, I'm yeah. good, thanks, mate. Yeah, we're all right. Yeah, thanks for the offer, yeah. I'm yeah, a solid cool. 10, like, what, the average... Australian male. Are you only, only a ten? I thought you'd be bigger. I'll do a ten what? and a half on some days. Yeah, right. I got one foot that's like <laughs> slightly larger than the other. There you go. Depending on what size of the bed you get out from. <laughs> I'm the left man. <laughs> this is wild. Who let me back on? Anyway, um, let's talk about games. Uh, Mark, what have you been playing over the past week that isn't that isn't Cult of the Land game? That isn't Cult of the Land. Uh, no, actually, last week, uh, Arcade Paradise also came out. They kind of snuck out. I don't think most people even realized it was out. Neither did I. Uh, so I picked that one up, which is a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't seen it, if you imagine a, a laundromat simulator that you inherit from your father and you have to play it like a laundromat, and then you slowly turn it into an arcade machine behind his back. Uh, but then you also play... The arcade machines, each one you buy, like in this fake eBay on the system, is an actual arcade machine. And it takes them, it sort of mimics and also takes the piss out of other arcade games, like the classic 80s, 90s stuff. The very first one you play is uh, Pac Man, if it were Grand Theft Auto. And it's actually genuinely good. Like every single arcade game they've made in this sim actually works really well. It plays exactly how you would expect it to play on a controller. It works quite nice. Um, it's a lot of fun. Um, I don't know if it's I don't know if it's go- I'm going to spend as much time on it as uh, like some of the other games I'm playing at the moment but it is definitely one of the most worthwhile sort of simulators I think it's uh, um, far more interesting than Power Wash Simulator I don't know why people like that game or but you wait till you have a, a bunch of magpie birds shit on your fucking well, a- outdoor yeah, table yeah. and buy a power washer and you'll you see practice. how satisfying you it is life changing Yeah, it is. Yeah. it's cathartic no, I know. Yeah. I, I just when you mentioned the laundromat, it, it tweaked. Yeah. I remember that game. It was. Um, I, I remember. I think I saw it on the Gorilla Collective last year around the um, Summer Games Fest. Look cool. I know the one now. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really well done. Although I will say they kind of skipped over the uh, the character models. 
you have all the all these people going into laundromat oh, sort of phase it, in and out and it looks god awful but also very funny so you know yeah it, it didn't look like a very pretty game but i don't think that was the point I think the, the prettiness comes in the arcade machines themselves. Like the yeah. cabinets all have that nice sort of wooden finish to them or that sort of plasticky sort of look to it. They look worn. The room that you're in, you slowly build up and you're sort of... Essentially, the, like the story, if there is a, there's kind of a story, your father gives you this laundromat and you have to essentially try and prove to him that you're worthy of running it. But then you turn it slowly into that arcade cabinet sort of or arcade machine system or arcade and you have to open up all these other areas of the building that sort of opens out and eventually it just becomes a full neon dream you know you got all the lights everywhere you add all the 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 contraments of what an arcade would be um it does take a little while to get to that point but when you do it's it's really good nice uh that's not on game pass is it i don't think it is no no it would be a good uh, Game Pass game, I reckon. Yeah. Nice. Uh, anything else or just that, pretty much? And yeah, pretty, mu- pretty much just that. I've obviously, I've review games and uh, just running my cult. Uh, I love running my cult. My, uh, my little minions, uh, still all alive, apart from some of the older ones who I just let die or inherit their meat, as you do. If you <laughs> haven't so played Cult of the Lamb, that, mean, that <laughs> is very depressing, I understand. But obviously, if you played the game, you know exactly what I mean. It's still it's still a game that I'll be playing a lot of hours of. Absolutely. I don't think it may be quite as many as Hades, but you never know. So I've got to quickly jump in because I'll forget to, to mention this. But last week, I actually went to a little hands-on thing with some Melbourne-made games, which I'll talk about a bit a bit later. Uh, and Cult of the Lamb was there. And this is probably... What was Tuesday night? When did reviews drop on Wednesday? Yeah. No, sorry, this is on Thursday. Wednesday, sorry. Yeah. So this is like, um, yeah, this is like half a day before the embargo finished. And I was chatting with the guy, with um, the creative director there, and you'd already sent through the review. So I knew that we were giving it a 10. And I told the PR guy that we were giving it a 10. He's like, ah, oh, should we tell the guy from, should we tell Julian or should we just wait? I'm like, eh, we can wait. Anyway, when I was uh, chatting to him, he was, he was like, oh, you know, I don't, I don't know how like people are going to like react. Like, you know, what, you know, what's your feeling? And like, you know, that it, how it's going to be received. And I was like, fuck it. Like, I've never really told people scores in advance before, but I was like, mate, we're, our review score has two digits in it. So you can, you can guess what <laughs> he's like. Oh, he's like, thanks man so much. Also, I may have locked you in for a interview with them, so so as if um, that's not what you wanted, but it's. Um... I mean, what I wanted was one of the plushies, but you know, I'll take an interview. That's fine. That's <laughs> yeah. that's what that's it. You, you're exactly actually interviewing the plushie. Maybe you can ask him for one. To be fair, I, I yeah, don't yeah. have any. What, what are those there, fucking but... plushies? God damn it! No, yeah, right. well, no, that interview would be fun. I, I'm going to enjoy uh, that one. But yeah, sure. we'll speak more about that uh, in a minute. James, what have yeah. you been playing over the past week? That's not. Uh, Thymesia. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think of like a yeah. something better than that, but I couldn't think of anything. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Good, good hosting. Yeah. Um, uh, so um, I have been. Uh, I went back to Battlefront Two. Actually, um, played Adam, some. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> some uh, Galactic Assault, uh, I believe, is, is the mode that I was checking out with some mates again. Um, that game is still gorgeous. It's still fun. It's just a shame about, um, you know, the kind of whole hubbub that happened around it. Um, still seems to have a pretty lively community, though. We had no trouble finding matches, which was nice. Um uh, PS, well, I was playing on PS5, but PS4. Um, so okay, cool. yeah, it was, yeah. Um, and I also checked out Cooking Simulator on stream, uh, because it popped up in my game pass and I was like, oh, a new cooking game, like simulator game. This will be like a great way to get viewers in. Uh, turns out the game's old. Um, I just am an idiot. Um, fun game though. <laughs> you know, I, I had a good time with it. It's a cooking simulator. That's about nice. it. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Jordan, what have you been up to? Ah, oh, what haven't I been up to? Uh, obviously, once again, more Rocket League without Adam. I'll give him a pass this week because he's had something to to play. Yeah, um, lots lots on. Not just me ignoring you this week. That was the last week of the week before that. Yeah, exactly. You know, this week I'll excuse it, but next Thanks. week, if, if you know, if I hear nothing, um. So I've been playing Cult of Lamb. Obviously, I uh, I made a, a joke where my cult was called Hillsong, and uh. It kind of resonated with a lot of people, so my phone's battery's been dying all day. Uh, but really been uh, loving Cult of the Lamb. Uh, I sunk way more hours than I thought I would. Um, I've been playing Splatoon 2 because uh, the recent Splatoon 3 Nintendo Direct just has me really hyped and I want to play Splatoon. Uh, more GTFO. Uh, I came very close to clearing another mission. And I started playing uh, Hypercharged Unboxed because, uh, you know, I've had nothing to play for review since Spider-Man. So, you know, I got some time to, to kill. And yeah, that's it. Nice. Nathan, you? Yeah, very little in the way of new and interesting. Uh, so I was still just chipping away uh, upon last week with Digimon Survive, about six chapters in. So, yeah, like, like we said last week, it's still a bit of a tonal oddball kind of spooky at times uh which which is nice uh but it is still mostly visual novel i've seen some folks state you know it's like 80 percent visual novel 20 percent tactical battles i'd say it's probably bang on um tactical battles are far better than what i had to deal with in the other visual novel with tactical battle games uh my little dictator so it's definitely a step up from that uh very pleased but otherwise, no, not, not much in the way of video games. What I have been doing, though, is I've been finding myself uh, at Fortress, the sort of gaming bar event venue in Melbourne a fair bit lately. And they've got like a, a range of like pinball machines set up there. So I've been getting around the pinball lately. I don't think I've ever played pinball in my life, like a physical table. And mind you, they're like... Two bucks for a game. A game gives you maybe like three balls, not counting bonus balls. But I've been going mad on there. They've got like a Mandalorian um, pinball machine set up. I've been smashing that every time I get down there. So, yeah, pin pinball is my flavor of the month at the moment. Is that with the big uh, Kieran Rebruge? No. Where is he? He needs to get around it. Oh, I thought he'd be... No, that's... Uh, sorry, what's one that he lives... Oh, GG Easy. Yeah, yeah just sorry. across the road from Oh, here. yeah. Degez. Which is also another brilliant venue, but no, they do not have any pinball machines. Maybe they should consider. Maybe they should. Adam, what have you been playing? Ooh, very little that I won't be talking, talking about, about in a moment. Um, I did download Rumble Versus to then play the... I don't know what you'd call it, tutorial or like the the open world bit where there's just kind of bots and other people 
fucking about and I can see that I'll probably enjoy it, but I haven't had a great deal of time to properly get around it. Um, but yeah, not much this week that hasn't been for review. So pretty quiet on the, the casual front for me. Any Fortnite? Maybe maybe a game here or two. Yeah, just, good just, man. Just a, just a little bit. Every yeah. time I hear you talk about Fortnite each week, it makes me want to dip in a little bit more. Uh, you should I play like one match. See those Dragon Ball Z skins? They are looking yeah, man. very nice. Yeah. Tasty. I've got a friend that was really keen on, or he really enjoys Dragon Ball Z, and he's like, man, I'm going to be fucked if there's a, a Dragon Ball Z crossover <laughs> like two weeks ago before Boom. he heard about it. Yep. Yep. So ripped to his wallet, I guess. But nah, not much on, on my front. What about you? Master Master Milker? Nothing. Yes. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> That's fucked up. Uh, <laughs> no. I have not played anything. So. Yeah, nice. Right. That's Very right. nice. Uh, well, no, no. Nothing that I can talk about. But yeah, so what I did do is, yeah, the last Wednesday I went and checked out six Melbourne-made games. There was uh, Wayward Strand from Ghost Pattern. Call of the Lamb from um, Massive Monster. Uh, Way to the Woods, which was uh, one pixel dog, Anthony Tan. You may have seen this game before. Uh, it's, it was like announced well, like years ago, but then also kind of re-announced uh, through like Xbox kind of support or whatever. Um, I think in like 2019 or something like that. Um, then there's Kind of World from Lumi Interactive, which is like the mental health, uh, mental well-being um, app for for um, mobile devices where you can nurture uh, house plants and stuff like that and then spread kindness and say good things about people. Uh, how many is that? That's four, isn't it? <clears throat> There's a new game called Wood and Weather uh, from the people who made Paper Bark, I think it's called, uh, which is they're called Paper House Games, who actually hosted the event. And then well, maybe that's the six. Wooden Weather, Wayward Strand, Way to the Woods. Oh, no, sorry. And then the, the last one was uh, Future Folklore, which is by Gut Games. And that didn't have anything to sort of show off apart from concept art. But this is like an Aboriginal-led uh, project that is um, it's like a sim management farming sort of type of game where, uh, yeah, it's all inspired by Aboriginal um, culture and stuff. And uh, this team is – it's actually – 12 12 of the 17 developers on this team are actually uh, first peoples and stuff like that. So, and they've spent like a lot of time, like the past two, two and a bit years, actually researching and spending time with um, tribes, I think that's the right word, or, you know, different um, groups, whatever. I don't know, I'm not too sure like what the right term is, but, you know, different groups and stuff and learning and getting their input to make sure it's, you know, it's. all good and yeah just you know and really giving these people a platform or a way to contribute to video games and yeah it, it, look, it, it all sounds very cool there wasn't much to see um but just to hear them talk about it was uh, very cool way with strand again uh which comes out in a couple you know, in like a month uh looks very very cool i didn't sort of touch it too much because i sort of saved myself um and yeah cold lamb i actually played and i was like this is actually pretty good yeah, and Way of the Woods is like super cute. Sorry, sorry, James, give me one second. Yeah, Way of the Woods, you play like a little deer and then it's pretty cute and then that's pretty much it. Well, no, sorry, Wood to the, uh, Wooden and Weather's like a little God Sim game where you can basically fuck with the weather and fuck with people's days and yeah. 
um, you pick up like trucks and stuff and put them in the roads and the trams and shit can't move. And it's like a wooden aesthetic take on uh, Melbourne. Uh, James. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, uh, Way to the Woods, I just looked it up and um, it took me way back to like when that first got announced in 2019 and I saw it on Twitter and was like, this looks incredible. I'd completely mm. forgotten it existed. Um, is it still looking incredible? Um, yeah. So well, we only got like a demo that was probably about five minutes long. Um, okay. And it was more, I want to say it was more of a, like a taster. It was like a little sample of, um, because chatting with that guy. So before I sort of go into that, I actually forgot to mention this whole thing was put on by Vic Screen, who is like the number one probably video game support or indie game supporter in the country. Uh, their program has funded like a shitload of games and they're, you know, they're easily the number one uh funder in that sort of sense and yeah they had this little showcase where they um celebrated a bunch of games and yeah and then these six games were shown off but yeah chatting with uh with anthony about that it's so he's doing the whole thing himself starting from scratch so like when he first started making this game he was like 15 in like his bedroom and just learning to make a game it sounds like the game has changed a little bit so because this game was meant to come out three years ago or thereabouts. Um, but it sounds like he's sort of, he pretty much said, I can't remember the exact words, but he was like, I'd rather release something that I'm proud of than just release something. Um, and animations, man, like they are slick. They are very, very cool. Like if you look at that, they like they look like AAA sort of quality animations. He, he did say that he spent a sh- like a long, long time making sure the animations and stuff were, were really good. So, it looked, it look, yeah, like it looks very, very cool. Um, but yeah, th- there wasn't a lot to sort of go off, uh, more of like a concept and um, you, you sort of absorb light to then clear like, um, so there were like oil puddles, oil uh, pools that you would like then use this light to like clear like the oil pool to kind of keep keep your way going. And yeah, it looks, looks really neat. looks very cool. Got a free Italian lunch too, so shout outs to that. Shout outs to that. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what we're waiting for. Yeah. Uh fuck. Um Yeah, cool. Any other questions about Vic Screen? There is an article on the website, you can go read it. Uh it's very cool. Uh has anybody checked out any of these titles before? And maybe not so much that you've played them, because obviously they're not all available, but so Wayward Fan's probably the biggest that's one that's coming because obviously yeah. cult of the cult of the lamb is is out um but kind of world is one that i thought a couple of people i thought adam it might be something right up adam's alley i think you'd like this i have seen it. uh kind of just like k-i-n-d-e-r yep. yeah. that's world been one i've been keep, keeping an eye on for a little while now as well yeah yeah out of the bunch that's the one that i had heard of and had a look into because it looks yeah it looks like it would tickle my pickle so i'll probably keep a, a keen eye on it yeah, so you just sort of water. Uh, it's not really my kind of thing, um, but I think it's a very good concept and a very good idea. And I think, yeah, um, and you can see, you can see that people have definitely, uh, as I wrote in my piece, like they've uh, resonated with it well because this game has got a shitload of financial backing. They got a venture. Um, I can't remember what I wrote, but like a venture capitalist or venture firm, like a bunch of. Um, like, like nine point something million US or Australian dollars, like funding from Mental. from that plus plus like the big screen. So 
it's very cool. And, and the guy was telling me that the house plants themselves can't actually die, so you can't kill the you can't kill the plants. Because I was like, what happens if you just feed? You know, no, sorry, not feed the plants. If you like water the plants and then forget, and then you come back like a month later, like are they all dead? And he's like, nah, they're just sad or so, so something like that. So our generation like, needs you. that. Because we're yeah, so like, used to killing house plants, we need yeah. we need some security when it comes to it's, our digital uh, ones. <laughs> sounds like it's almost Tamagotchi with less psychosis. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it was very cool. I mean, a lot of the other chats were sort of like on the dev side of things, but that's probably not something you can go on 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 about tonight. But just chatting with the people from Wayward Strand about because um, a lot, lot of them, it's their first uh, not not their first game, but. So in, in this situation, they announced their voice cast last week or the week before, um, which has got, got some pretty big names in it. Um, I don't remember the names exactly, but and just like speaking to um, the team about how they sort of... Be, so this game is... It's all played out in, in real time. So you can do one or two or three or five different things at any one time in the game. So it was more like, you know, how did you... How many lines did you have to record all the different tones and different responses and yeah it was just it was just cool to just to learn how um how that worked so cool all right let's go into reviews and who wants to kick us off let's have a look adam you've got the double so maybe start with one of yours yeah i'll chat about the one that i've probably played the most of and have settled on a score um for the last little while i've been playing rollerdrome um, which is the skate slash third person shooter by Roll7, so the same team that did Oli Oli World. Um, so yeah, it's a it's a cool hybrid between uh, kind of Tony Hawk style roller skating and doing tricks and building up combos and scores, but then throw in the violence of a third person shooter into that for like a score attack game. So it's a a cool hybridization between those two that kind of almost makes itself a new genre i say in my review that they they kind of bleed into each other so well that it stops feeling like two things mashed together and it feels like one solid idea which i think is really commendable as well um but yeah so it's set in 2030 and rollerdrome is like the the most popular sport on the planet uh because why wouldn't it be it's ultra violent that just makes sense um, so so yeah, it's you like play as, Future Sport, like that movie that I said a few weeks it's, ago. Uh, it's almost, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. believe it or not, Zach, it's almost exactly the same thing. You wouldn't believe it to be true. Is Dean Cain in the in the game? Uh, I can't spoil that for the, the listeners. Yeah, They're going to have to play it themselves to find out. Um, but yeah, you play as Kara Hassan. So she's like a, a rookie to Rollerdrome and you play through uh, one whole season. So from preliminaries to semis, to quarters uh, from quarters sorry to semis then to the finals um and yeah the the whole idea is within these levels you have to take out all of the house players so the the enemies that kind of are scattered throughout the map um so they can either be holding like baseball bats to knock you down snipers uh these teleporting guys that shoot big laser beams small mechs things like that you just need to take all of them out that finishes the the level you move on but uh, there are about 10, ch- uh, th- no, sorry, there are exactly 10 challenges for, for each level. Uh, so they're, again, very Tony Hawk, like beat this score or defeat this particular enemy this particular way, collect a bunch of tokens, do a certain trick in a certain spot, things like that to kind of 
incentivize you, I suppose, to go back and play through the levels because you need to do a, a, a number of those challenges to then move on to the, the next tier. Um, the gameplay, so the combat is very solid. Like all of the, the weapons feel great. You've got a dual pistols, you've got a shotgun, you've got a grenade launcher, and then this kind of sniper rifle like weapon called the Z11, which you can charge and shoot multiple bullets at once. Um, and each weapon kind of has its own utility. So the, the dual pistols can kind of stagger enemies for a long time. The rocket, the, not the rocket launcher, grenade launcher can do splash damage and kind of so on and so forth. So you kind of want to use a combination of all of your weapons to, to get through it. Um, the way that you get your ammo back isn't just typically like run through ammo crates or whatever. You actually need to do tricks to impress the judges and then they'll award you with ammo. Um, and that happens automatically. So as soon as you land a trick, your ammo replenishes depending on how cool the trick was. So that that's what I mean by how it, it's got like this synergy between the, the two elements of the game. So it's, it's all one experience, which is really cool. Um, and you gain health back by killing the house players. So you have to play really fast and really frenetic. Um, luckily, there is like a, a bullet time mode called Reflex. Uh, so you'll be using that a lot because it gets pretty crazy pretty quickly. So you can use it to use different abilities. So like the shotgun has, uh, this little thing where the, there are two lines that come into the center of the screen. And if you hit it at the perfect time, it does extra damage, but you'll mainly be using it to kind of set up lines and figure out what your next play is going to be. Cause things get really, really crazy. Um, but yeah, the, the whole idea is just get the biggest score you can to, to progress. I initially, and Zach will attest to this, I initially kind of bounced off the game a little bit uh, because it's fucking hard, like it is really punishing and it takes a little while to get into the swing and into the, the momentum of the game. <clears throat> Excuse me. But in saying that, it has really, really great difficulty and accessibility options. Um, so you can choose how much damage you take percentage wise. Um, you can choose how long the reflex time lasts for. And importantly, you can choose whether those challenges actually go towards your progression. So instead of locking it off until you do say 30 of the challenges, you can just say, no, I just want to play through the levels. And once I finish the quarterfinals, I can move on to the semis. So it doesn't lock you off in any way. You can play it however you want and challenge yourself as much as you like. So you can kind of ease yourself in. You can set the difficulty a little bit lower or tweak with the settings until you feel a bit more comfortable. Then you can bump those up or just leave them how you like them. So I kind of tinkered around with that a little bit until I felt more comfortable with all of the mechanics and I ended up having a real blast with it. Uh, there is a story there. There's kind of like a a shady mega corporation that's taking over the game and making it more violent. And that's played out through these little first person kind of walking simulator, kind of uh, what remains of Edith Finch kind of style, very short little sections where you just kind of read these really um, obviously placed sticky notes and stuff like that. So it's not super engaging, but it's intriguing enough to kind of, you want to see what happens and you don't get a massive amount of resolution by the end. Um, but it's just a cool little aside to kind of get you through. Uh, but other than that, visually, the game looks fantastic. It's got really cool cell shaded visuals um, and all of the colors really pop because they don't use 
a massive spectrum of colors. They use mainly muted colors for the enemies and then uh, that allows Kara to really stand out because she's bright red and then all of the environments as well. Um, and the soundtrack's fantastic, which I'm sure Mark would probably agree with. Oli Oli World had a really good soundtrack um, and it keeps up that momentum and keeps your heart rate going uh, to, to kind of match the, the gameplay, I suppose. The, the only downsides that I found once I actually got into the swing of it uh, the difficulty in the maybe first half of the game, the difficulty is built by them introducing new enemy types or then a new weapon or a new challenge to overcome. The back half of the game, it's just more of that and that's the challenge. So in the later levels, there's just a shitload more enemies and there's combinations of those enemies that are a bit frustrating. So rather than quality, it's a bit more of quantity, which I found a little bit stilted. Um, there is another separate campaign called Out for Blood, which you unlock once you finish the main campaign. Uh, and it was made to kind of sound like this cool addition that was there for those who actually saw the game through. More or less, it's just a more difficult version of the same levels. Uh, there's no extra story or anything. It's just kind of, hey, the enemies do 1.5 damage, have another crack at it, which I was a little bit disappointed about. Um, and yeah, some of the encounters can just feel a little bit cheap, I suppose, to, for, for lack of a better term, because they throw certain enemy varieties at you in a cluster that are just there, so you just hit the dodge button over and over and over again, rather than putting any sort of strategy into it. But overall, it's it's a really interesting mesh of genres to kind of create its own genre, and I actually ended up having a really good time with it once I found my own rhythm. And I think you'll it'll take you a little while maybe to get used to everything working in tandem. But once you understand how the game flows, I can see, yeah, a lot of people having a really good time with it. Nice. Hmm. Cool. Any, uh, any, that was on, was that on PS5? Yeah, that was on PS5. What were the, uh, did they have any feedback? Sorry, feedback. Any yes. haptics on the controller? Yeah. So all of the weapons, feel different, um, which is kind of par for the course for, for DualSense now, I think. Um, but specifically, it changes, and you feel it mostly, I suppose, with the, the dual pistols because that's what runs out of ammo. Um, but you can feel as they're running out of ammo, like it, the the bullets feel more strained and you have these little uh, this little audio cue that comes out of the, the, the controller at the same time. So kind of like Returnal, how you could tell when you're reaching the end of a clip on like... Uh, the tachyon carbine or something like that. So instead of you having to pay attention to like a little ammo count, you can just use that sound cue and the, like that tangible aspect of the controller to, to kind of guide you to it. So you can focus more on what you're doing in the game. So I thought that was really cool. Yeah. Good dual sense features nice. all in all. Nice. And just remind me, what did you give it again? I gave it a big fat eight. Nice. Big fat eight. Yeah, had a really good time with it. Cool. Mark, you have been playing We Are OFK. Not as much playing as watching. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, when this game was announced, <clears throat> game, um, I think it was, was it the end of last year? I think it was like one of the, the trailers in the Game Awards. And it was presented in a... Hey, we are a band and we're creating a 
video game based on our narrative based on our story and at first was like okay that sounds like a cool idea but there wasn't really any sort of general idea as to what it actually was uh essentially what it is is if you took the gorillas obviously band that everyone knows that is uh presented in a way that they are an actual band and not just a cartoon character setup in a video game that feels more like Life is Strange or something to that effect, uh, Gone Home, that sort of thing. And then in between all of that, you're interacting with uh, the cartoon narrative within each episode that kind of feels like it would fit on Netflix quite easily. Uh, that's essentially what We Are we are OFK is. And they're presented as, uh, even like the developer is called OFK, the team OFK, they are presented as an actual thing. Uh, and the show, as a video game with each episode, goes through this uh, story of how the band comes together, uh, the trials and tribulations, the issues they have uh, in life and in love. And it's a very sort of stylish cartoon. Uh, each episode is about an hour long, give or take. Um, and most of your interaction with it is either through uh, general dialogue options with certain points of the story or which I had enjoyment of uh, towards the end of each episode you would get one of the songs that they would play uh, each song is basically like a, a music video and ties into uh, OFK's EP which they're also launching around the time of each episode as it comes out and so it's an interactive I sort quickly, of... Oh, so I just want to quickly jump, jump in because this game is episodic release. So this it is episodic, yeah. And we... So I've actually played it as well. Yeah. And you, we had access to all the episodes um, before, so... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, there are so five episodes in total. The first two episodes will be available at launch and then every subsequent episode is released weekly. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we got uh, hands-on with all five episodes and at each uh, sort of tail end of each episode you get the song, which they're also going to be releasing apparently weekly, I believe anyway, uh, to tie into each episode and that becomes part of their EP. Um, and that's the more interactive bit. So instead of just being dialogue options or going through text messages, which is a lot of the conversational pieces, it's an actual game. Like you're jumping or you're interacting with the environment and it plays into the theme of the song, which you get sort of tidbits of or uh, sort of hints towards as each episode progresses, whether it's tone or uh, you know pieces of the, the narrative or the, the dialogue, et cetera, that becomes part of the lyrics and that sort of element to it as well. Um, it's also a party game to a point. You can play multiplayer, but I obviously played largely as a, a solo player. I really enjoyed it. Um, I know like Life is Strange is obviously the, the big one in terms of those narrative driven stories where a lot of the time you're just watching the story play out but they've done I think as much as they possibly could to make it more interesting and more creative in how it presents that information um, I don't want to spoil any of it because I feel like if I did it would kind of take away from uh, the, the experience for new players as they come through but there are points in the story where they do um, play with uh, how you interact uh, with it instead of the traditional sort of way you would normally expect the thing that got me though was how believable the dialogue was 
it never felt like they were just reading off a script it actually felt like these were real characters real people in real situations that felt relatable um a lot of it kind of impacted myself like i've been through a lot this year so i know a lot of the things that they were trying to do and i'm fairly sure that the people behind OFK have incorporated their own lives into these characters. Uh, so it feels very realistic in that sense. Even though it is a cartoon, you can relate to these characters. You can relate to the story and the issues they go through and the, the problems they, they have to face as they're going into becoming this band. Um, it's very, very well done. I really enjoyed it. The music is absolutely stellar. As soon as that EP comes out, uh, I'm pretty sure it's going to be released on vinyl. I'll probably pick that up because I think it's going to be worthwhile. And they're marketed in a way that they will probably be doing things elsewhere. Um, this is the video game and the video game will probably tie into other elements of entertainment or media in the future, which I'm very curious to see how it progresses because obviously it's very unique to have a cartoon that's marketed as an actual music band. It's only happened once before, really. Um, but as a video game, it's a very different entry into that. So I'm very curious to see what they go with next. Uh, I reckon I'll be following them for a while, though. That sounds like something that's... It's appealing to me, like, as a story as well, but then also having the music, too. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. The, the multiplayer that you mentioned, is it yeah. that like different people take control of different characters or you vote on decisions how does that work it's it's mostly so at the beginning of each episode or when you first turn the game on it asks you how many people are in the room and essentially you're just you're you're kind of like a voting system of how the dialogue is and then the music videos at the end you all interact with it and you're on your own accord um, oh, that's cool. But it's all through controller, so it's not like a, there's no separate apps or anything like that. It doesn't go uh, overboard in terms of how you interact with it like some other titles have in the past. Uh, so it kind of keeps it relatively simple, but it is quite enjoyable. Uh, whether you play it solo or as a, as a group. And I think it's kind of like, again, going back to the Netflix thing, it's more about having people on the couch watching it with you and enjoying the story with you as well. I think it does a really good job of that. Quick one from myself, Mark, and in fact, Zach might even uh, jump in on this one. Just a quick speculative question. So if, for example, you, you play this game or I play this game and um, you don't gel with the band, you know, the music's just not quite your cup of tea and, and that's fine. It, does that limit the appeal of the game, do you suspect? I, I see like... Zach smile, he's going to know. <laughs> go on, go on. Yeah, Sorry, I, I feel like, yeah, a lot of it is... Yeah, is relative to a point i think a lot of people won't gel with it at all and i think that's fine i think they know that i think it's pitched to a certain audience and it knows what kind of audience it's going to be playing this game it's not just a general so that everyone's going to pick up a play and enjoy it but i do think more people should play it uh i think the story has relevance i think it's got uh, a lot of appeal um even to people who may not think they might like something like this just to experience that kind of story um, but I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the OFK themselves are probably aware that they're not going to get everyone playing this game. Uh, but I don't think they're going to be worried about that too much. But the music is really good. Like if you like sort of uh, you know sort of modern DJ ish uh, pop rock and that sort of thing, I, it works really well. I, I really enjoy that. And not always my kind of music either. You know, Metallica. 
but it was really really nice because mm, we know we know Zach is a staunch fancier of particular taste so mm. yeah so what do you think I didn't love this I don't know I don't know where I see okay so I've, I've only done three episodes so far um, yep. it's not even the music that uh, actually no it probably is the music so I, appro- I came <laughs> from I came I approached this because I'm really into music production and for a large part of like my life I wanted to live that life you know I had a home recording set up here like so that part of it the whole thing was like that's what appealed to me the music's fine like it doesn't it's the first song I think is actually really pretty good the, music the other is, two yeah, the, that first, yeah. the the second two I ha- haven't jived with as much but just a bit fucking boring like if I'm being honest <laughs> like <laughs> I think like, that's okay though I think that's okay though because like, that's the, I think that's the whole point and that's why it worked for me because I, I related a lot to what the characters were going through, but I don't think everyone will. So, so just, just to quickly jump in, you say boring. Is it boring just because the, the, the it's quite slice of life heavy? Uh, it's, I'm assuming it's, there's nothing you don't really do anything. Like, so I've done th- three episodes. There's very minimal actual gameplay, if you want yeah. to call it that. Yeah. Okay. Um, the majority of your uh, gameplay is pushing X to get another text message, to read another text message, and working <laughs> i've probably got to be careful here working with um <laughs> younger generation at my day job and just hearing how they talk and stuff now a lot of that is in here it's a very okay. it's a very young lingo yep. game so so you're a boomer pretty much like like they, this game made me feel old <laughs> like um, no i'm pleased to hear you say that though because so, that's kind of the impression I, I got from the preview and but but I did not like it. Like I'm keen to see what the other two episodes are because the, the story is actually pretty cool. Like uh, like it's and yeah, there's um one of the character arcs is quite interesting because and there's a line in uh, one of the episodes and one character says uh, like I, I don't know if this is like a quote, but it, it's it's basically this. Like I don't get to make those choices or something like that. Like I don't have that, that choice. To, I know what like, you mean. To, yeah to make yeah and it just yeah like yeah it's just for and what i mean once you play and you understand this character's backstory like it, it kind of makes sense right um yeah like it's all very interesting but it's just a bit fucking boring like it's a, it's just boring like it goes for an hour but i'm like mate is this ever gonna end like i paused it the other day though you actually get a trophy for poison the game so you do that's um, true <laughs> uh and i found that because i'd paused it to see how long this fucking episode had had left for like people who listen to this but um yeah no like it was good like the visuals are pretty cool but yeah i just it's not didn't grab me you know real tight by those i, I, I don't know what it makes me because i turned 40 this year and i i really love this game so there you go but that's that's the beauty of video games like you know some mm. things you, you'll love and some things you won't and you'll have those difference of opinions I think this game will have that kind of reaction to it. There will be people who will gravitate towards the characters younger or old, and there'll be others to be like, well, as you're saying, you know, it's just dialogue, which it is. That's fine. Like, I, I'm not against that. It's just, I don't yeah. know. Like, it just, just didn't. Like, the setting's cool, but it just, I don't know, just didn't. Well, I wasn't compelled yet. I'm not compelled to. Yeah, but I like, but I'm keen to see it. So it's not. I'd probably like for me. It's probably a seven maybe a 6.5 depending on how the final two episodes go so it's, it's not bad uh but what did you score it uh i'm sitting on 
big big outriders. I think I might change the eight point five on now. <laughs> come on, <laughs> I know, but we're going to be making this joke for years to come. No, nah, I think I think once give it a year and we'll uh, we'll move on to something else. Surely someone's got to fuck something up again soon and do a Far Cry nine out of ten. No, was it Far Cry five nine out of ten? That yeah, one. yeah. I'm glad you said it. Good man. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Um, it's a bit dated now, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, cool. Uh, that's And it's pretty cheap, I think, from memory, too. Uh, is it? No, I, I don't know. I want to say like 30 sure. bucks or 35. Anyway, uh, yeah. but yeah. Cool. Um, but I think people will like this game. I think they're... Yeah. Yeah, this will definitely appeal to uh, a group of people. And then I think KV, because he's playing it, I think he's quite enjoyed it. And yeah. I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> um, but yeah. No, it's it's good it's good, but yeah, just uh It's uh, it's a very different experience than Cult of the Lamb. And I think maybe that helps <laughs> <too>. <laughs> All right, James, you've probably got the biggest title that we've got to discuss this week in Thymesia, which we've uh, brought up just before. So Tell us about your experience. Yeah. Uh, so Thymesia comes to us by way of Overboarder Studio. Um, this is a like a ratcheted up Souls-like. Uh, it's it's much faster based than the games that it is clearly taking inspiration from. Um, I think mostly for the better for its core mechanics, but we, we'll get to that. Uh, so we are entering into the kingdom of Hermes. Uh, this is a place that is very much like a ruling class and a working class division uh, made all the worse by a plague that has ripped through. Uh, the uh, it seems like most of the continent at this point um, to kind of combat this the kingdom turns to alchemy and uh, sort of forsakes the traditional rule of like you know what is it equivalent exchange um, and so because of that everything goes to shit um, and you have to step in as Corvus who is a very strange figure who is basically reliving his memories of the plague to try to figure out um, both like his role in things and ideally to to sort of figure out a cure for um, this bizarre kind of blood-ish based um, plague that has uh, turned the world upside down. Um, as I said at the top, this is a Souls-like, uh, so you've got a, a pretty familiar rhythm, I think, for anyone who is familiar with uh, FromSoft's games. Um, levels of quick combat that is brutally difficult at times. Uh, when you die, enemies respawn. Um, what Thymesia has done is attempt to remix a couple of elements of this, though, in interesting ways. Um, so they've added skill trees, um, which is... They're, they're fine. Um, they they sometimes feel like they are slightly in the way of what is uh, the the grand appeal of a, of a FromSoft game to me is always that like the core set of mechanics are tight enough and good enough that you don't need to tweak them as you play. You can just get better weapons if you want, but um, you know you're really dealing with a core good set here and Thymesia almost has that um, and then it adds a lot of stuff on top of it like the skill tree um, you can also customize your potions um, but we'll again we'll, we'll get to that stuff um, the I guess like the biggest thing that sets it apart is that they have tried to adopt Bloodborne's rally mechanic, but this time in service of the enemy instead of the player. So you hack away a bit of the enemy's health bar, it exposes a green secondary health bar underneath, and then you've got a magical claw attack that needs to rip away that health bar as well. Otherwise, whatever you've left exposes the green part will heal back over. And so what this does is encourage really aggressive play. 
which is in theory really good um, because when Thymesia is working um, and it gets you in there, it feels of a piece with, with From Software. Um, that's the biggest compliment I could give it is that occasionally they get the dance of violent exchanges with enemies quite correct um, and you feel like you're in control of these um, uh, situations. The flip side then becomes that the dodge mechanic and the parry mechanic are both very loose um, and the game's use of iframes feel wrong basically. Um, there, there's something not satisfying going on uh, sort of under the hood there and they have since tweaked it uh, since the demo first came out. So the devs are listening which is really exciting like I think that they could rework this into something really fantastic um, but as it is the bulk of the game, you're sort of like fighting against these very repeated uh, mob type enemies with mechanics that only really feel good during the boss encounters. Um, and that's a bummer because you know, the boss encounters are fantastic. Um, I, I really love the bosses in these games. They were either really hard or really cool and usually somewhere between the two of those things. Um, and getting to those fights was quite dull and, and it's it sort of entered into this really strange uh, pace that I had with the game where I was occasionally very engrossed and then at other times not repelled by it like there's nothing offensive about this game but it is also very forgettable um, you know even the way I'd sort of described the setup of things with like a, a blood plague ripping through the world and the working class are turned into monsters and you're a mysterious hunter that needs to fight through it it's it's fine, it, but it, it's just kind of like capital F fine is my problem with it. Um, you do have a basic saber attack, the claw attack that I mentioned earlier. Um, you can pick up magical weapons from enemies, um, which adds a bit of variety to the game. Uh, there is a like a fuckload of these things that you can find throughout the uh, levels. And some of them are really fun. Um, and some of them, again, run into the same iframe issues that I was mentioning with the um, the dodge and the parry. And so you find yourself with this kind of like arsenal of really cool things that you could be doing if they felt better to do them in the game. Um, and so it's, it works better in theory than in practice is, is sort of where I landed with, with this game as a whole, um, which bums me out because I want a good from soft sort of emulation. Um, you know, so many games have tried it. Uh, we've, we've seen many different forms of it um, in many different like aesthetics and tones. And, and this one, unfortunately, it's part way there. Uh, you know, I concluded in my review that like the bones of this thing are fantastic. The, the actual core fighting isn't terrible, um, but everything else that they've built around it, it just feels like it's, it's halfway to what it needs to be. Um, and it's just, it's just disappointing at the end of the day. Like I'm not mad. I'm, I'm just a bit sad about it. Nice. Um, yeah. So we had a pretty good lead time for this and uh, they've gone a couple of days early with the reviews, which made me think that uh, they were quite confident. Um, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, there's stuff to be confident about. Um, like I, again, the boss fights are fantastic. Um, there were times when I was fighting these bosses where I was just completely in the same zone that I get into with FromSoft games uh, to the point where, you know, you start kind of like saying some words when you die. Like, it, you know, I, I got riled up in, in, the, in the best way possible and it was a lot of fun in those moments. Um, I can see why they're confident in it. Like it, it runs really well, constant 60 frames a second on, on PC when I reviewed it. Um, great soundtrack. The aesthetics are, are pretty okay. Um, it's, it's fine. Um, it, it's just, it's being held back from being like great by a couple of like small minor mechanical things that are going on underneath the hood. And just generally, 
I think trying to be a bit too much like a FromSoft in terms of tone, like it's a bit too mysterious. You know, you're discovering memories and notes littered around the world and something's going on. And did you play a darker role in things? And it's, I just, I want us to move beyond this kind of emulation as flattery. I think that there is a, a much bigger world that we could be exploring. And Overboarder, like, I think understands as a studio the the kind of, like, viscerally satisfying core stuff. Um, I just wish they'd had a bit more confidence to build their own vision around it. Is this the kind of game you could see getting a sequel? Like, is it a sequel series type I of thing, hope or? so. Um, I, I would, I mean, maybe not Thymesia 2, but if they could take, like, sort of, you know, just do the FromSoft approach, take what's at the core of it, move it into a different world that is maybe a little bit more aesthetically arresting, but really beef up those mob enemies because, like, there are like about three levels throughout this game. Like it's not very long or very big. Um, and inside of those levels, you're just fighting the same enemies, no matter sort of where you are. It's just in some levels, they've got grass growing out of the back and other ones, it's red crystals. It's, you know, it's just a bit, it's a bit of a shame. Um, but I, I do hope that they get another crack at this um, because there's good stuff in here and I, I can see their vision. Uh, they're just, it's just not quite there. Nice. And now uh, you gave that a 6.5. A six point five, <laughs> yes, is, is is what I uh, what I landed on with that so one. Not, a, um, not as good as Outriders. Not as good as Outriders. No, but what could be? It's a few out. things are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, very nice. Very nice. Um, so that's out on Friday for uh, I think it's just PS Five, Series XS, and PC. PC. I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh, there is a Switch Cloud version actually. I right, think, cool. but yeah. Yeah. Mm, so, right. mm. so this seems like a, I mean, again, like I know borderline nothing about this title, but this seems like an odd game for it to only be next gen exclusive. Uh, like having played it, do you think that this could have been on previous gen consoles? Or? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It, it looks like a early PS4 game. Um, okay. and, and I don't say that as a disparagement either. Like I, I quite like more toned down uh, visuals sometimes. Um, I think that the the kind of indie quote unquote um, visual aesthetic is, is not a bad thing at all. Um, yeah, it's just odd. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Uh, you can check the review out on the website. Uh, now, Adam, your Hello. final final review for the week. What have yes. you got for us? Um, I won't talk to great length about this one because I'm still plugging through it, but holy fuck, Midnight Fight Express kicks ass in so many ways, and I fucking love this game. Um, so being that uh, Hotline Miami is one of my favorite games ever, I was incredibly interested in this. Um, and it more or less, if you want to be reductive about it, is kind of an isometric, more involved version of hotline Miami. So you're this, uh, this guy with amnesia who wakes up in his apartment and gets this little drone dropped off to his house and then kind of realizes he's a sleeper agent and holy shit, all of a sudden he can kick ass and destroy a whole room of people. And that's kind of your story set up. And then you go through uh, a surprising number of levels. I think there are in total 40 or 41 levels in the game. Um, now keep in mind, they can last anywhere from 45 seconds up to maybe three or four minutes. So they're nice and really snappy, similar to again, how Hotline Miami was. Um, but you go through room to room and just kick the shit out of a whole bunch of different kind of enemies in a bunch of really creative ways. Uh, so you start off with a pretty limited move set of kind of kicks and punches, a block, a parry. That's about it. 
but at the end of each level you get a skill point and you can instantly put that skill point into a new skill that you can use in the next level or you can go back and try to better your time in the last so they can be like finishers like uh damaging someone and then getting behind them and hitting them with a german suplex to finish them off which is stupidly satisfying by the way um or being more proficient with a weapon or getting a combo or doing a flip to close distance to then start a combo on someone that's far away um you're always progressing and getting better and unlocking new skills and that's throughout pretty much the entirety of the game i think i'm on level like 28 or maybe maybe 30 i'm not quite sure but i've been unlocking a skill in between every level and it sounds like that would get a lot but some of them are a bit more granular than others maybe that's just kind of a tweak to a, a, a combo or makes you more proficient or you can throw a weapon further or something so you're, you're always evolving but it doesn't get overwhelming um but yeah there's a whole bunch of different weapons in the game like you can just kick chairs off the ground like go full john wick and just use everything around you as a weapon uh there's guns that you can use for a, a brief amount of time it's not the the sole focus of the game it is more about the melee combat but there are guns in it that you can use uh and the the enemy variety from what i've seen so far is excellent as well you start off with just kind of random guys that try to 1v1 you in a fist fight which doesn't end well for them um, up to like irradiated rat men that have AOE attacks. So there's like, the game gets real crazy real fast and it doesn't let up. And it's also similar to Rollerdrome has an absolutely thumping soundtrack to go along with it. Like the, the music in this game is fantastic and there's a whole lot of tracks, uh, and it just, it gets your, your, your pulse pounding to pound foes. I don't know where I was going with that, but overall if you're into hotline miami or something like sifu or you really just like john wick or old boy or those kind of movies you'll really really enjoy this and it's made by one person and that's absolutely outstanding the game's fantastic it's sitting in the the high nines for me at the moment i haven't settled on a score yet but it is brilliant in pretty much every way absolutely loving it so far i got two questions for you so the first one you've kind of mentioned it um so you played you think was it was seafood this year but you yep. reviewed it yeah and seafood you this year. loved it quite was it a was it an outriders uh, yeah. or was it a below outriders? <laughs> it was above outriders it was i think i gave it a nine from memory i really really liked seafood oh, so it's far cry five so that game was yeah. <laughs> so that game was hard as fuck right uh yes. how how does this compare in that sort of sense because that's what put me off Sifu. It's more approachable than Sifu, I think. Um, also because you have more things at your disposal. Sifu gives you a pretty limited but very direct skill set and asks you to master it, whereas this kind of gives you a whole bunch of toys to play with and you can find ways to not cheese the game, but you can find ways to kind of take advantage of your opponents and use more powerful weapons and stuff. Um, so it's probably... You could probably jump into it and start feeling good at it sooner than Sifu, I think. I think Sifu ultimately will be more rewarding in the long term, maybe, because um, this is more focused on smaller, like a, a a more limited experience. So like I said, you can get through a level in like a minute and a half and you can really nail that minute and a half run 
Um, whereas Sifu was across those six levels and you needed to master every part of it. But yeah, more approachable, I'd say, than Sifu overall. Is um, uh, when you die, mm-hmm. wow, have you died? Ooh, many times, yep. All right. So do you start back at the start or do, is it only the start of the level that you're that, at? It's, there are checkpoints throughout the level and you're back into the game within about like three seconds. It does right. not want you to be out of the action for long. Nice. Yep. Game's awesome. You should all play it. It's fucking great. Yeah. Did you say there was a suplex? There is. There are multiple suplexes. Okay. I I need to know. Is it more satisfying than Resident Evil 4's suplex? Because that's the benchmark (laughs) for video games. It is one of the more satisfying suplexes that I've experienced in a game, including wrestling games. Like it's got this, it's got a great snap to it and it has like great audio visual cues as well that go along with it to just make it really pop. It's a, it's a fantastic Excellent. suplex. I can what about the Streets of Rage 4 suplex? How does it rate against that? That's a good, that is a okay, properly okay. good In suplex. In terms of soundtrack, you know, fist to fucking fist pumping, how does it compare to, to, to the, uh, you know, to the, the, the standardized metric is fist to fist, fist pumping. Fist to fist pumping. <laughs> it's fist pumping, baby. It is. Because, you know, that soundtrack is. carries that game. That game is basic as fucking my wardrobe, you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's, <laughs> but it's the soundtrack, just the whole thing, just it's tight, you know what I mean? Like, without the it's, soundtrack, is, the, is the game significantly worse? Well, not worse, but not, not as good. The soundtrack does make it, like, it... Mm. And it knows when to kick in. Like, it'll be nice and subtle and in the background. But then when you kick a door open, literally kick a door in, and there's a room full of guys, it'll slowly build. And then once they all pick up weapons and run at you, it'll, like, the the base will drop and it'll really kick in. Like, it is, it's very well implemented. So it is on that Streets of Rage level, I think. Uh, I'm keen. I'm keen. Mm, yeah, you should be. Absolutely, yeah. All right. I think that's all for the reviews. I don't think we've got any other shout outs to give do we has anyone done anything that's not we haven't spoken about I I, they, there is one game i'm working on if you want me to quickly can we talk about it though? Want to live. Okay. well i think the embargo is up but the the release no, 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 no. oh that's the no 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 no, no. we'll we'll leave oh, that well, until you've had uh, a bit more it's meaty let me put it that way yeah um it better be all right, let's mm-hmm. go to the news. And did I see, Mark, that you, you wanted to do the uh, the news? Was uh, that your uh, No, your no, but I'll do the news for you. Is that okay? Um, the blank expression <laughs> in your face it makes me think the ab- joke just went straight over your head. So you've I'll absolutely broken going. him with that. <laughs> I, I broke him over. Hey, remember last week how I said that uh, the news isn't complete without delays? Uh, we got two more, uh, which is always awesome. Uh, so Hogwarts Legacy is the most recent one. Uh, that's been delayed until February 10 next year, apparently, but not on Switch. I think Switch is either later or there's no release date just yet for that one. Uh, but who cares about Hogwarts? Uh, and the other hang delay... On, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, What, 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 what? <laughs> okay, maybe some people for some reason. Love that. Uh, no, no, other... <laughs> I actually want to talk about this a little bit. Okay, go ahead, uh, go ahead. So, are we surprised? No. Not at all. No. Are we surprised though? No. So what I mean by that is I would have really thought that they would have got this game out in time for Christmas. This is a huge Christmas game in my opinion um, where dumb parents who are not sure what to buy their kids just go to EB, go to J 
JB. Bye, you know, Hogwarts and off you go. Um, I feel like this is going to miss a lot of sales in that Christmas period. I still think this game will sell like fucking hotcakes. Um, but I think I think missing that window, I think I think that's why it's taken so long for them to announce a date because I think they've, they really wanted to hit that Christmas period. Um, even like a December, I, I was expecting like a like a Callisto Protocol, you know, early December, you know, December 10 kind of thing. But yeah, I'm, I'm surprised, but I'm not surprised at the same time. That, like That's fair speculation. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think they've got the benefit of being an IP where, like you said, it doesn't matter as much when they release it because it's big enough where it's going to succeed regardless. Mm. But yeah, I, I think you're probably right with them holding off for as long as they could. Carry on, Mark. Sir. You good? Okay. Uh, the, the other delay, uh, which I think only just got announced today, was Deliverous Mars has been delayed until February 2nd. So uh, just beating out Hogwarts. Just beating out Hogwarts. <laughs> so there you go. Maybe the better game. Who knows? Uh, we had a uh, couple of showcases recently. So obviously Splatoon 3, we mentioned that last week. Uh, we got a whole bunch of new information on uh, that one, including the card game, which is part of it, which I'm very curious yep. about. The deck builder, um, yep. It looks really interesting. Uh, and obviously new Amiibos, because there'll never be uh, a time when Nintendo don't release more Amiibo, uh, which apparently is also on Nintendo's website, which you can order now. Yeah, so they're available now. Uh, and the previous Amiibos work, but only in the cosmetic sense. I think there might be one or two pieces of gear that you can actually use in the game from the previous Amiibos, but... Nothing massive. They're actually reprinting those old Amiibos, aren't they? Because they, they've been I, out I think so, yeah. print. They were pretty limited. Yeah, I think a lot of local retailers are re-releasing all the uh, the existing Splatoon Amiibo, at least briefly. Uh, Good for those that are after. So, Jordan, I know that you, you've you been pretty quiet this ep, so I wanted mm-hmm. to hear your voice. You are pretty keen on Splatoon. How did you feel yep. after seeing this showcase? Uh, so I went in, you know, not expecting much. I was kind of just like, you know, if they just... Make Splatoon two again, but with another setting. I'm happy. Uh, the and then kind of game where you should. Be yeah, it's the sort of kind of yeah. Yeah, see, I, um, I know things. Yeah, well done. You know. I thought that was a joke that you. You know what? It's fine. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> just move on. Just move on. It's fine. But yeah, so they they covered on. they covered everything in this showcase. So they covered Turf War, which is your basic casual online more PvP. Uh, <laughs> game mode but it's not exactly pvp because you don't have to like actually kill anyone um so they covered a variety of things of that including uh the 12 new and returning stages uh, i'm not going to list them all we have a, a write-up that has all you know all the extra details uh they showed off two of the new weapons the stringers which are bows and splatanas which i'm sure you can kind of figure out what that's supposed to be um they also showed off some of the uh other like super like ultimate abilities that were in the previous ones like the tactical uh stuff like that so a bunch of new and returning stuff in that sense uh they showed off all the npcs that you interact with for getting your gear so they showed off the uh the headgear the clothing and your weapon and stuff like that uh all really cool they showed off massive changes to multiplayer um so they have a new ranked game mode, uh, which comes with new actual game modes. So you have Splat Zones, Tower Control, Rainmaker, and Clam Blitz. So those will change up your playstyle in various ways because 
Splatoon has pretty much only ever had the one game mode. Uh... They also showed off the Table Turf Battles, which are the deck builder that Mark mentioned previously. Uh, looks like a 1v1 game mode. They didn't mention anything about it being PvP, but they showed you uh, facing off against the various NPCs of, of Splatoon 3. Um, Salmon Run got a bit of a facelift because uh, the Horde-based uh, horde shooter mode in the previous game was uh, like a limited time, like every what, one or two weeks it was available. Uh, and that was a bit annoying, but you know, that's kind of their first iteration of it. Uh, so it's always available. They've created some more bosses, uh, and they've created what's known as the King's Salmonid, which is like a, I guess, like a mega boss that can spawn at the very end of a salmon run. And on top of that, they have Big Run, which is like salmon run ramped up by a hundred, uh, and that is limited time. Then they went over the story mode, which is Return of the Mammalians. Uh, they just kind of gave a very brief overview. And then they had a bunch of other features, including the Amiibo, the smart device stuff, photo mode, and yeah, uh, a bunch of cool other things. And the most important part is there's a new band. There is a new band. <laughs> uh, the other announcements that were uh, last week in terms of showcases was THQ Nordic. Uh, they had a bunch of new uh, games announced and new updates on existing games you already kind of knew about. Uh, biggest one for me out of all of that, uh, Alone in the Dark is back. Again. Let's see how that <laughs> one turns out. Apparently it's a remake of the original one, am I right? I believe so, yes. yes. Yeah. I've never played it, but also, you know what's weird about this? Is this showcase was announced in like May or April or something. It was actually like announced like months ago everyone yeah. forgot about it everyone forgot about it <laughs> including myself we also uh, had uh like jagged alliance 3 updates we got a gothic remake yeah. uh new that ip was, that's been announced space for a while for though, i think yeah the, the it? Yeah. gothic, yeah, the gothic remake because i've heard i played that prototype ages ago yeah we had uh yeah space for sale was a new ip that was announced uh the valiant tempest rising uh knights of honor 2 sovereign outcast 2 uh, and obviously AEW. Finally, we got a, a little bit more information on that one, which is coming out later this year, hopefully. They haven't still released uh, or announced a release date for that one yet. So we'll keep an eye on that. Uh, another big game that we've got announced recently, or at least a big project, Weta Workshop and Private Division are going to be working together on a new Lord of the Rings game. Uh, whether that ties into the show that's coming out soon, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, probably be its own thing. Uh, I, hope it's I would think Times so, yeah. are never good. Yeah. Uh, God of War got a really, really good recap video by Sony recently. If you haven't played the recent God of War remake or the existing ones, uh, head of Ragnarok, go check that out. The link is on our website. Uh, Multiverses Season 1. Uh, we did get a, a release date confirmation finally, and we're also getting Black Adam and Stripe from Gremlins. Uh, why not the better Gremlin? Whatever. Uh, Hold on, Stripe's alright. Let's not throw shade yeah, at Stripe. He goes okay. alright. When, when, okay. when are they going to introduce Street Sharks, though? Hell yeah, my man they Jab. <laughs> he's ready, baby. <laughs> they don't exist, so... Uh, final bit of news. And this one, uh, again, was only just recently, and I'm very interested to hear about this. Uh, Disney and Marvel are doing a showcase on September 10, specifically about Disney Marvel video games. Uh, we're going to be getting updates on apparently DLC for Skywalker Saga. Uh, a bunch of new things about all of the mobile games they're working on, obviously, because they have a ton of mobile games. 
uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley and uh, updates on Marvel's Midnight Suns, but they might have a few other bits and pieces on all those Star Wars IP they've been working on. Just quickly, because thank you for bringing that up. If anyone wants to cover Disney, whatever the fuck that's called, Disney Dreamlight, or what, what's it called? That one that came out the other week? Not came out, but was announced. Dreamlight Valley? Yeah, I'll make keeps emailing me about it. So if you yeah. know that, let me know. I'm right, thanks. But they are also giving a sneak peek of uh, Skydance <laughs> New Media's Marvel game, which is the the studio that Amy Hennig, the uh, the creative director oh, for yeah. Uncharted, yep. um, her new game for the the Marvel universe, which is an action adventure narrative driven thing that we don't know much about. But yeah, apparently we're getting our first sneak peek of that through this showcase. So that's probably the the big headliner. So hopefully that looks good. Do you reckon we'll get uh, Marvel Spider Man? Two news? Nope. Yeah, I don't think that, so. That would, that would be a state of play, if anything. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And that's the news. Nice. Nice. Very cool. Uh, nice work. All right, so let's go off topics. Who's got something to share? Okay, Hound. Has anyone gone and seen Bullet Train? Come on. Someone. No. I, I'm seeing it next I week, see so it. I won't you be on the podcast. Like, you two weeks ago. Yeah, no, think life no. gets busy, mate. No, it doesn't. So I won't, I won't be on the podcast next Brad week. Brad Pitt, life. I'm sorry. I've got to disappoint you, man. I was going to, but the buzz around Nope means my next cinema trip might be You've nope. got to do Nope. I've I seen it twice now. And <laughs> said, oh, twice. That, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hearing buzz that maybe IMAX is the go. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the so, third act is uh, you want the biggest screen possible. I'm so I'm tickled. Mm. I'm tickled. Okay. Yep. IMAX. It may Tell me be. more. Sorry, Zach. I don't, I don't know anything. That's right. You know, Brad Pitt will be there. After. In our heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we do love him. Uh, so what's so what is Nope about? Because I've seen. I never remember the the names of these films. Uh, nope is uh, Jordan Peele's new one. Yeah. Uh, it is about a brother and sister who own like the only uh, black owned like Hollywood horse company, uh, basically. And something mysterious starts happening on the farm. And um, yeah, that, that's literally all I want to say. The the way this Thank movie you. unfolds cool. and the way it, 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 yeah, you just, you need to see it. <laughs> I, I can't talk about show it. Shit all, and that's been very enticing. Yeah, yeah I, I will that. say it, if you've only seen the teaser, don't watch any other trailers because I went back and watched them now that I've seen it and they give away everything. Um, it, that's horrible. They, there's some stuff in this movie you want to see like for the first time on that screen. Where does it Good rate in... Um, sorry. Oh, was it... Uh, where does it rate in uh, JP's films, those the more recent ones? Where would you... J- oh, sorry. I was like, you know, my last name doesn't begin with a P, right? Like, <laughs> um, no, uh, I, I don't really know because I haven't revisited. Um, what was it? Um, Get out. Us is Get out. Yeah, like us. I recently rewatched, and it's I think us is, is. Yeah, agreed. Much better on the rewatch. Um, I would say this is on par with us in terms of just like objective quote-unquote quality um but after everything shakes out i think nope might be my personal favorite just because i am a sucker for ufo stories so exciting thank you james yeah he's the uh the movie buff here so um good man well he did like welcome to (laughs) raccoon city so maybe not no i i was entertained i I didn't (laughs) they're they're very different (laughs) things uh nice no very cool very cool um 
Have you seen the trailer uh, for, I watched it earlier tonight. It looks very cool. Malignant, the new James Wan. Wan, Wan? James it's Wan. about a year old, but yeah, Is it really? we've, we've seen it. Is yeah. it really? Someone showed yeah. me the trailer. Anna showed yeah, me the trailer it tonight. About a year ago. Sure it's been oh, yeah, right. Yeah. That's a fucking stitch up, isn't it? <laughs> See, I actually, so on that film, right? So I quit watching it the first time. I got. That is. I, I was that. a bit bored, so I stopped watching halfway through. Then I yeah, pulled no, my head right. out my ass, rewatched it from the start, and thoroughly enjoyed it. For whatever reason, I found that the second half redeemed the first half. Right. It was a good film. Hmm. I think you might like it. Anna's going to get a. After that, for showing me, making me look silly <laughs> on the podcast. No, I'm kidding. Um. Don't worry, well, if, just microwave yeah, if, your if milk. You, if you haven't heard about Malignant before now, it's uh, maybe worth a glance. Uh, Black Phone, James, have you watched that? Please tell me you've watched it. I have not watched it, okay. no. Disappoint me. No, Nathan, you... <laughs> Always. <laughs> you have? Yeah. Is it really I'm good? It I really want to go see it, man. Same. It looks the goods, I, and I've heard I good wonder, things. I, I genuinely don't know how Zach would enjoy it, because it's... See, I, I watched it, me and my little brother, and he, it, it had, because it's Stephen King's son, it had, some, it had a lot of Stephen King elements that he was a bit dissatisfied with, like Stephen King doesn't offer a whole heap of closure in his stories, so there's a little bit of that, and that's all I'll say. So he was a little bit bittersweet on it. I really enjoyed it. Okay. Hmm. Which Hennessy am I going to be? going to be... Mm, which Hennessy are you going to be? Yeah, we'll find out. <laughs> uh, Mark, have you got anything to talk about in Off Topics this week? Uh, I randomly came across something on Kotaku of all places. Have you any? Have you seen that Squirrel game that got announced on Steam recently? Yep. <laughs> Squirrel with a gun. Yeah. 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 Squirrel with a gun. I just, I just saw that this morning and I went, what the hell is that? Uh, and now I'm just, I'm, I'm enthralled by it. The fact that you, if you haven't heard about it, essentially you are a squirrel, you have a gun, it is called Squirrel with a Gun, and the feedback of the the gun propels you into the air, and that's how you get to other platforms. And you, you can rob from people, or you can save people. It looks ridiculous. It's like Goat Simulator, but with guns. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm I'm all in on that. But that's that. That's I have, I don't watch movies now because I don't have time for it. Because by the time mm. I get home, I have to do podcasts. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Sorry know, about that. Whatever. Um, Busy. I will play video games. That's all I do now. It's a good life, isn't it? Uh, I started watching The Sandman. Has anyone started watching that? Yeah, yes. I haven't started it yet. Three what a good time! Three episodes. Great time. I'm liking it. Have you read the no- like the graphic novels? So I read them as recently as well. I say them, the ones covered in season one, as recently as within the past three years, and then listened to the Amazon audiobook last year. And I'd recommend all three. I, th- I thought the Amazon audiobook was as good as the show and the original. Yeah, right. Nice. Solid. Cool. I also watched Day Shift, which is the Chris... No, Chris oh. Rock. Who is it? Uh, Jamie Foxx, sorry. Jamie I Fox. watched the trailer. Yeah. I thought it looked like absolute trash. Was it good? Mate, so James says yes, he's a sucker for UFO good. stories. I'm a sucker for vampire hunter films. That's why I love Abraham Lincoln vampire hunter. Did, you, the book. <laughs> did you go on Hugh Jackman's Van Helsing, mate? Uh, yeah, yeah, good, good. Bit, bit, that movie bit, was great. Bit too <laughs> high quality for me. Uh, I like a more like a bit too high quality. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm being sarcastic. No, um, but yeah, Day Shift was it was good enough. It was good enough for a watch. It was a fun watch. Zach, yeah. did you catch the the Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter reference in Day Watch? There is a cheeky one in there. You'll Maybe have to not. watch it again now. Uh, but no, 
I, um, I, might, I might have to read the book again as well, just to make sure I definitely can catch <laughs> Jesus. Key and I um Key and I watched it as well, and yeah, it's dumb, but it is it's good fun though. It's just yeah, it's just I can do dumb but fun. Dumb action. The the <laughs> last scene that has Snoop Dogg in it is fucking excellent. It's so good. <laughs> please watch it. Good. Everyone watch it. Please, please okay. watch it. All right. We'll do a VHS podcast. No, we won't. Um, <laughs> 90s film of the week? Give it to oh, us. Yeah. What All is right, it? Let, me, let me Google it so I can give you the... This is what I was going to do the other week, but I changed my mind. So this uh-huh. one is... Three Kings. Does anyone remember this film? 1999. Is that? Big yes, Clooney. That's it. Yeah, Clooney, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wahlberg, um, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Yep. Ice Cube. I, I, I remember this one really well. <laughs> what, what's that got to do with Wu-Tang? I heard you say Wu-Tang. tang <laughs> Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's shocking. Um, anyway, so this is... Um, I, don't know, I can't remember if it's, if, it's, if it's based on true events or not. Hang on. Fuck it. I really need to properly research and do this shit, don't I? I'm There's terrible. no way that's a 90s film. 1999, baby. Sneaks 99, in. yeah. Sneaks in. Uh, after the Persian Gulf War ends, three soldiers stumble upon an, an information about a huge cache of gold hidden near their base. A few unexpected discoveries joyride into a mission. That's the Google synopsis. That was fucking terrible. Um, here we go. Let me just go to Rotten. So on Dirty Old Jesus Rotten Christ, it's got a 94%. Yeah. Oh, my God. Have you picked a good film this week, Zach? What are you doing? <laughs> so, movie, so just after the end of the Gulf War, four American soldiers decide to steal a cache of Saddam Hussein's hidden gold led by cynical Sergeant Kluntang. Three of the men are rescued by rebels, but Sergeant Mark Wahlberg is captured and tortured by Iraqi intelligence. The Iraqi rebels beg for the American trio to help fight against the impending arrival of Hussein's elite guard. The men agree to fight in return for helping rescuing Wahlberg. Um, it's pretty good. It's actually a pretty good film. Um, yeah. I would not recommend reading about the director. Who's that? Oh, <laughs> David O. Russell. Is he, is he the like super abusive one that scares all of his actors? Seems seems so. Apparently, him and George yeah. Clooney got into a fist fight on the set of this film. Oh really? So, oh, or nearly having a fist fight. I apologize. Uh, am I thinking of the right one? Is this the American Hustle dude? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's all I need to know. Can we <laughs> yep. confirm if this is a choice story? Entertaining films, but What's apparently not the most entertaining dude. Yeah. And you can watch this on Prime Video. Uh, I also want to point out uh, it was released 13th of January 2000 in Australia. So mm. that doesn't Ooh. count. Pass. That doesn't count. <laughs> Just by a hair. <laughs> Zach's <laughs> like, um, so made a good, good few. Like I still got Copland sitting there, pretty much on the top of my pile, and this one's going to go straight on top as well because I haven't seen this, and it's always been one that's not been on my radar. Beyond packs, I'll bring the disc wallet. <laughs> but now you've said yeah. like <laughs> taking a whole bunch, we'll I'm not going to forget it. So we'll working on the big screen. James, have uh, you seen Copland? Were you here for the Copland chat? I don't think I was, and no, I haven't that. seen it. I think you should. I reckon you might like it. Copland, you say? Yeah. Shocking title, isn't it? It's awful. Hell of a cast, though. Okay. But the cast is, like, stellar. Yeah. Ooh, neo-noir crime drama, you say. James Mangold, you say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, right. Okay. (laughs) Top to bottom, it's very promising. I still haven't Um, watched it. But, yeah, so Three Kings looks like it's based on a... uh, Someone's Scots. 
I'm trying to find who who inspired Hollywood movie. How? Let me go to this news article by Daily Record. That sounds like a legit and reputable, reliable. Yeah. Uh, David uh, McCulley was a United Dave Nations troubleshooter yeah. whose humanitarian work took him. Yeah, he basically inspired this um, Three Kings. So yeah. Well, there you go. There you go. All right. Anything else we want to talk about this week? Anybody got Same. anything else to share? Anyone watch Better Call Saul? No, nah, nah. just me. I watched the first episode a while back and I never went further than that. Um, and I, I know I should, like, I believe everyone that it is a masterpiece. Um, I just need someone like you to bully me into being like, no, actually do this. <laughs> uh, so quick pitch. Did you enjoy Breaking Bad? Oh, I loved it. Yeah. So would you agree that Breaking Bad has a couple of stinker episodes? Like as great as it is, like it's got so many peaks, but there are like season two, you know, it's got, mm-hmm. it's got a few hit or miss episodes. So I'd, I'd say, what do you, what do you feel about that? Yeah, look, that's fair. I also haven't rewatched it like since it first came out though. So my memory oh, of it okay, is, is definitely getting like a bit fuzzy. <laughs> right. Fair. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, look, I, I definitely on a rewatch. I found season two a little bit weak. Better Call Saul doesn't have a weak episode in its whole six season run. And okay. although it may not hit the same peaks at times, it, it has none of the troughs. And it wrapped up its six-season run today, day of recording, and 10 out of 10 perfection, in much the same yeah. way that, that Breaking Bad was. And, like, it tells the story set before, during, and after Breaking Bad. So oh, there's a lot of closure okay. in the way that you see some things from his point of view as well during some of those events. I loved it. Cool. Nice. Maybe got a little teary too. Yeah. Oh, Just oof. like with Breaking Bad. <laughs> yeah. Very nice. Take, All right. Yeah. Jordan, no anime for us this week? No, none this week. Sorry. Sorry about that. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Well Played DLC podcast. You can check out all the content on www.well-play. Was that an extra W? I don't know. well-play.com.au. Um, yeah. Have a good week. Thank you for listening. Mark, James. Pleasure as always. Thank, Thank you. you. Come back soon. You are the three. See ya. See you next week. I'm cutting you off. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> See ya.